Hey Gems, welcome back to the podcast. Every week we dive into different topics that matter to you, whether it's mental health, wellness, finances, motivation, purpose, passion, everything that has to do with you living your best life. So let's jump into today's topic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Hi, thanks for having me. My name is Shani Rosenberg. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I also am a part-time instructor through UNLV in their undergraduate and graduate couple and family therapy program. And today I would like to check a little bit about what's been going on and how that might impact folks like therapists, social workers, healthcare professionals, teachers, or people who identify as empathic or empaths. And I also want to talk a little bit about just practically what people can do to protect their energy and feed their spirit in a really um, chaotic time. I think that that is right on time. Great information, no matter what's going on, but really fitting for where we're at right now with you know, the current climate of things. Um, I think this is a topic that is necessary for, for a lot of people to hear for sure. I guess the first thing that comes to mind is like, what's an empath, you know, what qualifies someone as an empath? Sure. So there's a few different definitions, but for the most part, people who identify as empathic or as empaths are people who um, truly feel energy Um, in ways that are a little bit more sensitive than the average human. So these would be folks who, um, as small scale of walking into a room and picking up on anxieties or on insecurities of those around them, or on a larger scale, people who feel um, energy of the collective. So of, of all humanity, things like sadness, fear, or panic that aren't necessarily internalized or individual, but are really coming from a collective energy source of other people. So people who identify as empaths um, typically go into fields like teaching or um, social work, therapy, doctors, um, people in medicine, folks who really want to help, um, you know, fix or solve or change the energy problem um, within others. And mostly because they feel how painful it is for people. Um, just directly in their own. So I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk about um, what's going on and social media doesn't make it any easier as far as being exposed to all kinds of information, whether it's information that is accurate or information that isn't. And so as we kind of have this discussion around how to be mindful and protect yourself as an empath, as an empath in work and personally, like what things come to mind for you? Sure. So I think that, you know, before I talk about like some practical solutions, I think that talking about what people are feeling might help others feel not so um, alone 
And, you know, even as I was talking to just people in my personal life, like my sister-in-law, um, who has such a beautiful, sensitive soul, you know, we realized that we both feel a lot of the same way and we live about 3,000 miles apart. Um, so it was one of those conversations that made it feel just slightly less lonely. But I, right now, I think that folks who are sensitive to en energy and really maybe a lot of people um, who even don't identify as empaths, to be honest. But, you know, there's a collective fear and panic out there right now. There's um, uncertainty and nervousness and worry. And, you know, as humanity, and this is global, which is really interesting too, because um, the one thing that seems to be uniting everyone together in a pretty divided or separate world is this, this exact same fear and panic and anxiety around our families, our health, our jobs, um, security, safety, and, and worrying about others. And that's where really empaths shine. It's that they're not just worried about their own households or their own income or their own friends and family, but they're really worried or they have concern, great concern uh, for the well-being of, of humanity or for their communities. And so, um, you know, even more so on a side note, as an attachment therapist, I know that human beings, like, <laughs> we're not, um, you know, isolation, quarantine, social distancing kind of people, you know, that goes against, like, every fiber of our brains, like, we are wired for connection. So even more so, we're seeing folks who um, typically have a mild form of anxiety or concern really ramped up those feelings right now because, um, you know, social distancing, again, goes against everything that we know to be true, you know, for our well-being. So, you know, with, with all of that, there are a few things that people who are particularly sensitive right now can do. And um, you kind of mentioned it, right? The first one I'd like to chat about is social media and the news. Um, so practically, I think that limiting social media consumption or news consumption to 15 minutes twice daily, so maybe morning and evening, um, could really benefit folks um, because it's being informed is important, right? But being there is such a thing as being too informed, I think. I would agree. I think that you can, because then you start to get lost a little bit in, in all of the information and overwhelmed. So about finding that balance. Yeah, and also curating your social media, right? Like we are totally in control. So if you're tired of hearing about coronavirus, you know, there are some really wonderful social media accounts and pages that are, you know, trying to bring some normalcy into the world right now and are talking about other things, you know, like um, debt freedom or puppies or um, vacation or travel or you know, brain games, things like that online that are really separate from, you know, they, they kind of go back to our day to day. And it's a really nice, healthy distraction from all the um, kind of scary stuff out there. You know, another thing that might be helpful is getting outside. So even though, yes, we are, you know, encouraged to stay in our homes as much as possible, especially to protect vulnerable populations and to limit and reduce the rate of transmission, um, you know, if you have a backyard, if you have a front yard, if you have a walking path around your home, if you have transportation to get out 
to any of the wonderful, like beautiful mountains in Las Vegas, right? Um, going outside, maybe getting barefoot if you can, put your toes in the grass or doing some light yoga or stretching, maybe meditating near the trees. Um, I do know it's allergy season. And so we, some, some of us are trying to stay inside anyways, but really going outside, getting some fresh air can um, also curb some of that cabin fever that some of us are going to have. We, you know, we're going to get real bored real quick and contained in our homes. Yeah, I think that, you know, focusing on what we can control and focusing on what we can do um, is maybe much more productive and helpful than focusing on all of the things that we, we aren't allowed to do or how we feel, you know, like when you feel restricted on something, you really want to do it, right? Um, but there are still a lot, a lot of things that we are able to kind of focus on and do at this time, even though it's different. It's an adjustment. And for your listeners that are in Las Vegas, at least, um, you know, it's starting to get kind of sunny out there um, and it's, you know, nice, not too hot sunshine. You still got to put some sunblock on, but if you go outside and you just get 15 to 20 minutes of that sunshine, um, you know, it can really bring about some good, healthy energy in your body. And so it can really feed and nourish that part of us that wants to feel um, connected to our outside spaces. Another thing that I think is really important, and, and it goes to your point of um, what you can control, is being really mindful of who you talk to and how fear may be projected um, onto others or onto yourself during this time. Um, I think we all know it's scary out there, but do we need to hear it all the time? <laughs> Maybe not. Um, you know, we all know that, um, and that's the thing, everyone is talking about the same thing right now. And so maybe having conversations with people about some of your goals or your plans for summer or talking with people who are going to speak about this whole coronavirus COVID-19 situation in ways that are compassionate, judgment-free, um, you know, loving, helpful, and kind. And so, you know, when I, when I talk to some folks in my life and they're panicking and they're freaking out. I get off of that phone call real quick because I'm like, oh, that was heavy. And then there are other folks in my life who I've been checking in with and, you know, we're, we're chatting about how important it is to uh, rest and recharge during this time and how grateful we are for our health and our privileges, our ability to stay and work from home or to care for others, you know. And so even if you're talking about tough stuff. How you talk about it and who you talk to is another really practical, you know, controllable way to, to limit some of that energy suck. Yeah. I think that, um, you kind of hit the nail on the head and I'm probably going to do a separate episode on treating adversity as an opportunity. Right. And so we can see this as, um, adversity because there's a lot of factors that could, that could contribute to that being the case, but how is this an opportunity, whether it's to go within, whether it's to um, focus, refocus on your wellness and, you know, your priorities or planning. This might be a great time to sit down and plan things out for after this is over because it will end. Um, and so how can you shift your mind to a place where you're seeing this? Where are the opportunities at within this situation. I'm like, this could be either the best or worst thing for people's relationships. You know what I mean? So it could be the worst because it could get a little hairy. People actually have to be with each other. Or this could be the best because people are with each other and they have to, you know, they have to find, find out 
new ways of being with each other than maybe they had before. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that it's also an opportunity to connect with others um, around how we process tough feelings or how we process these types of emotions and really about seeking connection as much as possible in a time of, you know, social isolation or distancing. You know, I personally, um, this is around the time where I do some spring cleaning. I'm Jewish and Passover's coming up soon. And, and that's like a whole other level of cleaning of the house. And so I figured, you know what, instead of doing spring cleaning the week before Passover when I'm at work and, and who knows what life will look like, let me start some of that now, right? Let us go through our closets and our winter clothing, um, you know, put together piles of donation bags. I mean, there's plenty of things to do around the house, <laughs> you know, and, and so that could be a helpful distraction as well. Another way to protect your space um, you know, as, as we shift kind of talking about your space, folks who are empathic um, do seem to be attracted to alternative sources of healing. And so um, perhaps using some indigenous practices or native practices like smudging, or I think the colloquial term would be like saging your spaces, burning incense, um, in order to reduce negativity in the space or to create space for something new is also a practical thing that we can do. Um, and lastly, I would say, you know, lighting candles or even getting protection stones. If you really feel like your energy is being zapped right now by the news, by media, by people in your life, or even within your space, if the anxiety is too high, um, or if the, if you know, the disconnect, the feelings of disconnect are too high, you know, black tourmaline, jetstone, um, obsidian, smoky quartz, amethyst, all beautiful stones that can also be put around the home um, in order to protect, protect the energy in there. And so that's also a wonderful time to maybe connect as far as you mentioned opportunities for wellness. That's maybe a time to connect with our own ideas of around boundaries, around protection and um, around resources for, for our energy. Yeah, I did an episode recently where I was talking about managing situational anxiety. And one of the things that came to mind was routines, right? And so you mentioned, you know, only um, maybe consuming media 15 minutes twice a day, morning and evening, right? That's a routine. Having a routine for smudging or writing, meditating, um, walking, all of those things um, that you can kind of create a routine for yourself in this time where we're waiting. And I think that a lot of people, shoot, I have trouble waiting. Um, waiting is really challenging when you don't know when the end is. Mm -hmm. And so what we can do while we wait is all we can have control over at this point. So how can we come up with routines that kind of supplement our well-being and keep us from, you know, going a little crazy? <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's returning to a sense of normalcy, but maybe instead of returning, it's creating a new sense of normalcy or or a new normal. And so, yeah, maybe in the morning you're used to getting up, showering, brushing your teeth, getting ready, and hitting the road to go to work. And if you're not doing that, you can still get up around the same time, shower, brush your teeth, eat breakfast, get ready, and maybe perhaps go for a walk or, um, you know, 
write and journal, uh, write in a journal or meditate or, you know, I've got, I've got a few folks who are concerned about going to spaces where they typically are able to work out some of that energy. So like gyms or yoga studios or fitness boot camp type places, um, you know, access to the internet isn't as limited as it used to be. And there are wonderful videos um, that you can access through your computer or through your TV and to have, you know, a home yoga class or home Pilates or home fitness boot camp or whatever that might look like. Right. So yeah, it's, you can, you can also get a new normal within this chaotic time that also might reduce anxiety and that disconnect that folks are feeling. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, checking on others via short phone calls or texts and checking in with folks about how they're doing and how we can help and connect with each other um, is really helpful as long as folks who are empathic or who identify as empaths aren't doing that all day long. Okay, so we have to be mindful of how much we're willing to give to others especially when our own cups are, are not as full at the moment. So um, if you are going to give, you know, a, a limited give and a refill is really important right now. I love that. A limited give. That's really a great way of putting it. Um, because at the end of the day, if you don't have anything, you can't give it to anybody else. So um, boundaries is when that kicks in as an opportunity to exercise, right? Exercise boundaries and maybe get to a place where you're more able to state what you need um, and state what your boundaries are. And I think that we as a society expect to be able to read each other's minds and, and make a lot of assumptions. And maybe it's that we have to be more explicit and straightforward in a kind um, in a kind way. It doesn't mean that you're being like an asshole, but you know, you're, you can say, you know, I, I have this much time to talk. If someone calls, but you don't want to ignore the call, you say, Hey, I'm about to, I'm about to go for a walk, but I'd love to chat for 10 minutes, you know? And then that lets that person know if, if someone if wants to talk to you, to, with you for 10 minutes, then cool. If they want to try to catch you later, cause they you know, want to chat longer, then hopefully they would say that, or you would know that from them wanting to get off the phone. And so how can we get to a place where we're being more explicit so that we can get our needs met? Because when we get our needs met, we can more easily meet other people's needs and it doesn't lead to that resentment and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, within this time, there's going to be, you know, a lot of us who are really struggling, especially with, with the isolation piece or the distancing piece, you know, and, and there are folks who are used to being very connected to others and to their communities um, who are going to feel very alone and, and right now. And, you know, it's uh, typically the folks who are empathic or identify as empaths, uh, empaths um, can really feel that loneliness coming off of others. And so, you know, sometimes we really want to reach out and help and, and provide for that person. But again, like you said, if, if we can't protect our own energy, we, we, we're going to get burnt out pretty quickly here. And so it's really about, um, you know, the long run, you know, if it's, if it's three weeks of this, you know, kind of chaos or mess or, or, or who knows, uncertainty, um, then we have to make sure that we've got enough to really last us during that time. And so um, some of the things that we had mentioned, right, just to kind of, you know, repeat them would be to limit social media um, and news consumption about this, to get outside as much as possible, being mindful of who you talk to and how we talk about fear, 
um, smudging, saging, lighting candles, getting protection stones. And like you had mentioned, really, you know, being explicit about our needs and also how much we can give, right? That limited give, um, it will really go a long way if, if we treat it like a marathon and a sprint. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, those are really significant points that we can all, just focusing on those things could last us all year. You know what I mean? I think (laughs) um, we're all going to be flexing those muscles now and great lessons for us to continue to take past all of this happening. But what a great reminder to really go within and better understand ourselves and and those around us. So I really do appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your gems with us. Um, Where do you want people to find you? Where are you most active? Yeah, so I have um, a website. It's my first and last name, so shaneerosenberg.com, where folks can contact me through the um, secure uh, contact form on the website if they have any questions or um, if they're looking to check in or if they've got any ideas or comments, concerns about today. Um, I also have an Instagram page. It's also my first and last name where folks can follow along. I don't share much um, on there as it's a personal page, but there are times where I drop some gems of my own on a story or share some really wonderful resources for folks. Um, you know, that's, that's mostly where folks can find me. I have a professional Facebook page as well. It's Shani Rosenberg, licensed marriage and family therapist. And there folks can contact me as well as see some wonderful articles, videos, and also some really wholesome content. I like to to share not therapy related, um, you know, videos of humans being helpful to other humans of, you know, some animal love, as well as really great resources in our community, where folks can connect like different groups or meetings or other therapists or providers as well. So um, Instagram, my website or Facebook would be a wonderful place to find me. Well, you are one of the top people on my referral list. Absolutely phenomenal as a human being and a therapist. So I would highly recommend that everyone go check her stuff out, her website and her Facebook, where she posts a lot of helpful resources. I'm always sharing your stuff. So um, make sure to check her out. And I will talk to you next time, Gems. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.